Good morning and welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning, our weekly study of Mesilas Hasharim, our attempt to improve ourselves, be a better and best version of ourselves. I want to thank our generous sponsor. 10 Minutes of Meaning is sponsored by Chani Eleni Grunstein. In memory of Chani's beloved father, Mr. Aaron Tembor, Aaron Ben Yitzchak, Mez Neshama Avin Aliyah, thank you for your generosity. To sponsor a future shear, please email lee at brsonline.org, l-e-e at brsonline.org. We are in Misilas Yisharim, the Ramchal, Perak Yitzayin, chapter 17. And we are up to the Midah of Tahara, how to not only do the right things, but do them for the right reasons, how to purify our intent and our attitude and our approach, how to do things not for honor, not for glory, not for ego, but to do not only the right things, but to do them for the right reasons. And the Hilagad Ramchal, the great Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato, continues, To purify one's thought in the type of deeds devoted to the service of Hashem, Yarbe Hizbonenuso Altarmes HaKovod Uchizavav person has to do his boneness. You have to be contemplative. You have to be thoughtful. You have to be present. You have to be aware of the delusory nature of honor. Recognize that honor is so fleeting. What does it do for you? How many great athletes, celebrities, stars, wealthy, powerful people have we found who have all the honor and all the celebrity and all the fame in the world, and yet they're empty, they're hollow. They lack that meaning, that purpose, that fulfillment, the satisfaction. They numb themselves through the pursuit of substances and addictions. Not everybody, but many, because honor is not the answer. Ego is not enriching. A person has to recognize how fleeting those things are and how unsatisfying and ungratifying they are. That the most satisfaction and the most gratification in life is not honor and is not filling our ego, but rather is the pursuit of meaning of making a difference, is having a mission, is fulfilling a charge in this world of living for holiness, not for happiness. So a person has to habituate themselves to be contemplative, to be thoughtful and mindful, to realize, what will honor do for me? What will it do for me? Is it lasting? Is it transformative? What will it do for me? It's deceptive. We have to habituate and condition ourselves to run away from it. When we're occupied with serving Hashem, then we're cleansed from the influence that comes from admiration, the praise of others. We're not competing with God. It's all about advancing His vision, His mission for us in this world. It's all about making a difference. And then we're not pursuing honor. It's not about our ego. The thought is directly to Hashem, who we extol, because that's our goodness, and that's our perfection, that's meaning, that's purpose. There is nothing but Him. So there's an illusion. There's an illusion that there's an ego. There's an illusion that there's honor. There's an illusion that's pleasure. And people who achieve it, who arrive it, who climb and they make it to the top of that mountain, and then they feel empty. They feel this vacuum. They feel something is missing. And that's what it says. He is your praise and He is your God. Our actions have to be directed. We talked about the outside of that circle, doing all the right things, but not doing it for us. The center of that circle has to be God. So not only doing the right things, not only davening and learning and chesed and staka and all of those proper things, but doing them for the right reasons. Ultimately, we're not trying to attract attention. Ultimately, we're not trying to advance our honor, our glory. Ultimately, we're not trying to nourish or feed our ego. But it's about asking ourselves, how can we be of service to our Creator? How can we best serve His world? Because there is nothing 
nothing more elevating. There's nothing more enriching. There's nothing more satisfying than that. And among the deeds that direct a person towards this, the Ramchal here has such a critically important point. The Ramchal says, before we do a mitzvah, so many people do the mitzvah mindlessly. We do the mitzvah by rote, by habit. We do the mitzvah concerned and looking around at what others think about us, how they'll evaluate or judge us. But that's no way to serve Hashem. If we want to achieve this meat, this quality, this character trait of tahara, if we want to be pure in our intent and in our thoughts, then we need to have a moment. We need to be mindful. We need to designate time before we do that mitzvah to think, don't enter that mitzvah suddenly. Don't begin that mitzvah abruptly. Don't rush into it thoughtlessly. Without being calm and without being thoughtful and without thinking about what I'm doing. person who arrives on time, person who prepares in advance, a person who understands the panemius, the depth, the inner reason, the inner drive, the inner purpose, the inner meaning of what we're doing, Pause and think and elevate. Yasmin Atzma Ladavar. Be prepared. Initiate ourselves. Spend the time to take a moment. Take that deep breath. Return to our breath. Nishama and Nishima. Restore the breath. Take that deep breath. Center and ground ourselves. Eliminate and remove distraction. Be thoughtful. Why am I doing this? I'm about to. Men put on sitzes, put on talus in the morning, they put on tefillin. How many wrap themselves? mindlessly, thoughtlessly, I have so many things to do today and I'm planning and what's going to happen and what's going to come. So the next thing you know, you put on your tefillin, you put on your towels, you take them both off, you don't even ever remember wearing them. But if you take a moment before you put the talus on and you hold it overhead and you say, I'm going to wrap myself, I'm going to envelop myself in the hug of Hashem. And then you wrap yourself in the talus and you feel as if the Almighty is beginning your day by giving you a hug. You put on the tefillin, but before you make the brachal, you're thinking for a moment that the tefillin all made from an animal, all made from leather, nothing manufactured by man. I'm taking the most base, the most animal, the leather straps, the leather box, the leather cloth, the sinews that are the stitches, everything about it is animal and I'm elevating it, I'm transforming it into something holy by giving it meaning and by giving it purpose. I think about the tefillin, the bias, and the straps represent the umbilical cord and the recognition that I'm attaching and tying myself to God, that I've got a solar dish on my arm and on my head, my emotions and my intellect, it's all directed to God. A woman's about to light the Shabbos candles and yes, she's rushing into her 18 minutes and she's laying the table, needs to be set in the kids still need to be bathed and so much still needs to happen and she's got to scramble to get it all done. But she decides she's going to take a pause, take a deep breath, and be thoughtful. These candles, the light, what it represents, what it means. I want to illuminate my home. I want to illuminate the world. I want to see the light. I want to be enlightened. I want to pray for the peace of my family, the health and security of the people around me, the people I care about. To take that moment, to take that deep breath, and just to think, what am I about to do? What is the mitzvah I'm about to engage? If you rush through it, if you fly through it, if you're mindless with it, how can it be with the proper intent? How can it be Tahara? How can it be with a sense of purity? How could it be? It's impossible. If we're on overdrive, if we're speeding through, if we're racing through all that we do, how could we possibly achieve it? Rather, Rather, should arouse ourselves to be patiently prepared in our heart to enter the stage of contemplation, to take that moment, to take that deep breath, to get ready, to refocus on what we're meant to be thinking about. Once we begin the process 
of analysis, it will be easy to discard any extraneous motive. If we're zoned in, if we're focused, if we're invested, if we're present, then we can think about, why am I doing this? And to whom and for whom is it directed? And what difference will it make in my life? And what am I trying to achieve? And what am I trying to fulfill? Mindfulness, contemplativeness, being present, conscientiousness, that is the core, it is the key, it is central to this whole thing. We cannot achieve the level of purity. We cannot get to a place of tahara if we're not first in a place of being mindful. We know that the righteous, the early righteous people, they would spend an hour before they began davening. They would center and ground themselves. They would eliminate all distraction. They would disconnect to connect to what matters. They would be contemplative and meditative before they began. And only then would they daven. Because our heart is filled with so many distractions, temptations, with an appetite, with a drive. Our heart is so divided and fragmented. We need to ground it. We need to center it. We need to collect it. The hour wasn't wasted. The hour wasn't squandered. They were thinking about davening. What do I want to ask for? What do I want to be grateful for? What do I need? And they spent that time trying to eliminate and trying to remove the strange thoughts. And to fill it with awe and love if you've prepared your heart, you may then spread your, head, your hand towards Him. So that is the mission. If we want to achieve tahara, if we want to have purity thoughts, pure ideas, pure motive, if we want to do not only the right things, but do them for the right reason, it begins with being present in all that we're doing. If we're doing it mindlessly, if we're flying through it, if it's habit and rote, how could it possibly be for the right reasons? So that's our mission. That's your homework. That's our charge. Not only do the right things, but for the right reasons. How? By spending a moment, by disconnecting from the technology and the distractions, centering, grounding ourselves, thinking about what we're doing it and why we're doing it, and only then going to do it. And we will find it so much more rewarding. It is so much more elevating. It is so much more deeper and meaningful. And we will grow in that process. Stay tuned, 845, Living with Amuna tonight, 9 o'clock. We're going behind the beam with Leah Golden, the mother of Hadar Golden, who continues to be missing in action, his body unjustly held against all humanitarian international law in Gaza by Hamas. 9 p.m. tonight, Behind the Bima. You can watch on BehindTheBima.com. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.